Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. So last week we were in the Med aboard Carnival Vista. This week we are in Alaska in Denali at the Mount McKinley Chalet. So Holland America and Princess, they both have land and sea packages. Kind of if you want to pair up a land tour to see interior Alaska after your cruise, you can do that or before your cruise. So um, a lot happening here in Alaska this week. Uh, Also, at the uh, the lodge we're at, the Mount McKinley Chalet, they just opened up an entertainment uh, center, we'll say. It's called Denali Square. They just had a ribbon-cutting ceremony for it, and uh, it's going to be a nice place. There's a, a center stage uh, where live music happens. There's an awesome new restaurant slash coffee house. Uh, tons of local shops around here. And it's, a, it's like a little village. Uh, we'll have to post some pictures uh, in the show notes at cruiseradio.net to show you all about it. But we talked to the president of Holland America Line, Orlando Ash. Ashford a little while ago, and here's what he had to say about Denali Square. What was the goal in developing Denali Square? Yeah, so we're continually working on trying to enhance the uh, experience for our guests. Uh, one of the themes for Holland America Line overall is really creating space for reflection and connection, really trying to create an authentic experience. And so what we feel that we've done is really gotten the right balance of sort of celebrating nature and the openness and the things that make Alaska great, but also creating a really wonderful oasis for our guests to connect with one another and connect with that nature at the same time. How popular is the Alaska Land Tour Package? Really popular. This is one of our you know, strongest elements of our of our business. We've been serving Alaska for almost 70 years. We'll be celebrating uh, that birthday here, our anniversary here, very shortly, and it continues to be widely popular. Uh, has been, and uh, it, it does as we look forward. How does the Holland America cruise experience segue into the land tour experience? Really trying to create that connection with the destination, uh, trying to create that kind of authentic experience, this level of service. And so we really try to take the same energy that we create on our ships and have that follow you right here into the land-based experience. Also yesterday while we were exploring, we got to check out a tour. It's called the Alaska Tundra Wildlife Tour, where for eight hours you're on this sightseeing bus and you drive, I think, like 50 or 60 miles in to the Denali National Forest. It takes you probably 30 miles from Mount McKinley. We couldn't see it because the weather uh, was a little foggy, but they say only like 30 percent of the people actually get to see Mount McKinley. But it was a really, really cool tour and the wildlife on there. We got to straight up see a bear eating a moose. It was uh, really cool. We had a chance to t- uh, catch up with our tour guide after the tour. And here's what she had to say. What can guests expect who are um, taking this Tundra Wilderness tour? You can expect to see phenomenal countryside. It's not a zoo, so you don't know for sure if you're going to see animals or not. Um, if When we're lucky, we do, but if not, just traveling through country where you know there are wolves in the woods and moose in the fields and dull sheep up on the mountainsides. And that you can count on, that you will see that countryside. So I guess that's the beauty of it, is that it will consistently always be surprising and amazing, no matter what the details are. One of my highlights was seeing a bear eating a moose, I think it was, on the side of the road. Is that normal? Uh, you know, there is nothing that's normal. Okay. I personally have never seen a bear eating a moose like that next to the road. I've seen them at a distance, but to be that close was pretty absolutely phenomenal to get to see it. Yes. Cool. Uh, what would you say to someone who has never considered 
exploring interior Alaska? Because I know the Alaska cruise season runs from May to September and it's huge, but everyone just goes to the southeast Alaska part and flies home. Why should they come experience interior Alaska? There's just something different. When you look at these mountains, they're endless and they're forever and there aren't roads. There's this single highway that goes up this part of Alaska. And when you look west, you know that there's not other roads for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles. Yeah. And it's just wilderness. And to just even to be at the edge of such a, a precious thing when there are so few of them left on the planet is magical. I was telling you before we were talking um, it feels like I'm living in a postcard. Do you feel like that every day? I feel like that absolutely every day. There is not a day that goes by without me looking up and going, amazing. Yeah, that tour was very cool. If you want to check out more photos from Denali or from our tour, check out the show notes page at cruiseradio.net. Back in a moment. We know you can't go on every single cruise. So we do it for you. Find over 200 ship reviews and money-saving tips at cruiseradio.net or search Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour. Take a beach break. Or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling. Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We always like to get your cruise reviews here on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, doug at cruiseradio.net. Christopher just returned from a Baltic cruise. Now, Christopher lives over in uh, Vancouver, the area of Canada, and he went all the way over to the Baltic to do a sailing. He's going to tell us all about it today. But first off, Christopher, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Doug. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We're going to get all into Norwegian Star here in just a couple of minutes. But before, uh, before we get to Norwegian Star, let's take a step back and give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail Norwegian Star in the Baltic at that? Well, some very good friends of ours that we actually met on the breakaway when it did its transatlantic, uh, they invited us. So they were doing the Baltics, and we had originally were planning the Mediterranean, but we thought the Baltics are just a little bit more different. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the key places was going to be Russia. So we were quite excited that we were going to get to spend two days there. That one and plus Germany were the two biggest draws for that cruise itinerary for us. 
Nice. Now you are you're like in Vancouver, Canada, as we said. You had to get all the way over there to Northern Europe. Mm-hmm. So logistically, how does that work out for you? Do you have to fly in a couple of days to catch yourself up with all the jet lag and all that? Well, you know, actually going over to London from us isn't so bad. It's coming back that's the issue. Mm-hmm. We flew British Airways and they have a direct flight from Vancouver to London. It's a nine-hour flight, and it was kind of nice because they have the new A380 that was just coming into service into Vancouver. So that literally came into service four days before we actually took off. So they did make an adjustment in the time schedule so that we had to arrive a day earlier in London, spend the night, and then fly into Copenhagen and spend the night because you never fly into a cruise Mm -hmm. the day of. I just think that's ridiculous. And uh, so we spent... Two nights before the cruise, uh, one in London and one in Copenhagen. But logistically, it was quite easy. Like it was probably one of the more easier flying experiences I've had. I've flown to Miami and Florida a few times, and it feels just as long, if not longer, going down there than it is going over the seas. Super jealous you got to fly the A380. How was that? Well, we flew premium economy over and it was actually quite a nice surprise on our way back they bumped us up to business class which was just a really nice touch to end the trip nice Uh, i was seeing that one of those one of those a380s i think it's um, like emirates has a a bar upstairs which is really looks like really really cool it's like awesome so anyway yeah back back to the actual cruise itself so you get to your cruise pier (laughs) and so you embarked in copenhagen correct okay so how was the embarkation process for you in copenhagen it was really fast. I think from the time that we checked in to the time we were actually on the ship was about 15 minutes. Uh, we were sailing in a fleet, so we did have priority embarkment. But literally, it was just you. I had my cruise documents printed out, walked up, gave them that, gave them a credit card. We sat for about five minutes. Five minutes later, we were up walking up onto the ship. So, And then about five, ten minutes later, we were having lunch. So it was really fast, very efficient. Um, from people we were talking to on the ship, they said it was very quick as well for just getting everybody on. Um, it was my understanding the ship wasn't really that full. Mm-hmm. They said it was only about 70% at capacity. So oh, wow. it wasn't really a lot of passengers on it. And it really did feel like that. There was hardly anyone on the ship. That's interesting. I, I'm I'm curious because a lot of med sailings and uh, Baltic sailings in Northern Europe are having problems filling their ships right now. I'm wondering if it's because Americans are kind of freaked out about like last November in Paris and earlier this year in Belgium. You know, I think so. I mean, I with us going, my parents were a little bit concerned, mm-hmm. especially with going to Russia. And you know what? I said, I'm doing something I love, so I'm going to go do something what I want to do. Yep. So I wasn't going to let that steer me away. Absolutely. But like getting back to having the embarkation and like the amount of people, it did feel at points that there was like the ship that was like a ghost town at some points. Ah, interesting. Uh, So you make your way on board Norwegian Star. What were your first impressions of the ship? I will say at the very beginning, I was a little bit hesitant of reading some reviews online that people were going to say that it was, you know, tired and dated. I found it beautiful. I found it clean and I found it very opulent. I was actually starstruck almost, no pun intended. I sailed both the getaway and the breakaway. And I was, you know, going to an older ship, you know, about 10 years older, and was quite pleasantly surprised. Hmm. Interesting. So you uh, stayed in a suite, you said, on the sailing. Is that correct? That is correct. What were your impressions of the suite? And did you think it was plenty of spacious? How was the balcony size and all of that? 
We stayed in what was category SG. There was only four of these suites, and they're located on deck 12. Uh, we've had this cruise booked since January 2014, and it was wow. one of the very, like, literally it just came available, and we had it booked. And we were booked in one of these cabins because it was just, there was only four of them. It's considered a large penthouse with balcony. Everywhere around that area, there are the family suites with only the panoramic windows. They don't actually have balconies. Mm -hmm. So there's only four of these. And I think these were the ones that were added during the retrofit back in 2010 when they removed the spinnaker lounge Mm -hmm. and moved it down below. So I think that was the area that we were in. The room overall was a very nice size. Um, it's very comparable to the Holland American Zuderdam that, or Zyderdam that we stayed on in one of their suites. The double sink layout in the bathroom, the tub separate shower, um, the balcony area. I would say it was a nice size, way bigger than the getaway breakaway suites, hands down. Wow. Um, furnishings in the room were very nice. The couch, eh, it could have used a little freshening up. It seems like it. A little saggy, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right. But overall, I would give it a, you know, a good 8 out of 10. I found it very modern in its appearance. The lighting in there was really good. So I, I was quite happy. Was that forward or aft? It was forward. So we were literally probably about four or five cabins in from being at the front. Okay. Got some cool views up there, I guess, going into port and all yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. And friends of ours were in a forward-facing penthouse, and then other friends of ours were in a uh, aft-facing penthouses. So we kind of did our own little cabin crawl. <laughs> nice. And got to see them in uh, the forward penthouses. Their balconies are massive on that ship. I was quite pleasantly surprised. So you pretty much had 360-degree views if you really wanted it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Let's switch gears here and talk about dining. Of course, Norwegian Cruise Line, known for freestyle dining, dine when yeah. you want, where you want, all that stuff. So uh, talk to us about the dining yeah. and your experience. Well, we have the ultimate dining plan, mm-hmm. which I'm going to say the word ultimate is the key word there. We ate at all the specialty restaurants and enjoyed every single meal. Uh, some of them we actually went twice because it was so good. Um, we dined in the main dining room one night, and we did the surf and turf, which was really, really good. I was very, very surprised. Again, you read reviews, and you're kind of a little bit hesitant on what your expectations are and what other people's expectations are going to be as well. And every meal I ate and I enjoyed. So I I would really give props off to Norwegian because I know that they've changed a lot of their restaurants and you know some people are concerned because they went a la carte and mm-hmm. i really enjoyed every meal that i had from you know room service all the way up to Cagney's, moderno the bistro and all of them if you had to pick one favorite which one would that be oh that's a tough one but i would definitely have to say Cagney's. i just there's something about that getting that amazing steak while you're out on sea with the so many different sides available. That's actually, we think we ate there even maybe even three times. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with Cagney's being a la carte now, how did that work with the ultimate dining plan? Well, when we booked, because we booked back in 2014, we, we were on the very first promo. So it was before it was a la carte mm-hmm. was applied to those perks. So really didn't pay any, it didn't really apply to us. Okay. Um, we're going to be choosing the Epic soon. And that one with the promo that we got, we will be a la carte dining with that one. So 
it's kind of disappointing, but I, you know what? I see the reason behind it. I do see a lot of waste, and I think it just helps curb that waste. Yeah, for sure. And gosh, that steak there is so good, too. It is amazing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'm a big steak eater. I love it, and probably my best steaks I've ever had are nice. off Norwegian and all three of their ships. Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about entertainment here. How was entertainment aboard Norwegian Star for you? Not going to lie. Uh, we really didn't actually take in any shows. Okay. We were busy because we were with a couple other groups. So we just, we were really actually staying in the lounges. Um, we stayed a lot of time in Gatsby's, just enjoying the entertainment. Actually, I guess there was a lounge thing or there. So, I mean, I guess we're enjoying entertainment, but we didn't take in any of the shows per se. Okay. Well, then we'll just skip right over that and talk about sea days. How did the ship handle as far as passenger flow? I know you said it was quite empty. So uh, how was the sea days for you? Well, they were amazing because there was actually, you can find whatever you wanted. Um, There was only one day that it actually seemed kind of busy. And I'm just going to jump ahead a little bit. We got, um, with Stockholm, Sweden was one of our ports. We actually had to get that canceled due to weather. Mm-hmm. So we had an unexpected sea day. So that's really where you can see how a crew can handle an unexpected sea day because all the crew are probably thinking it's going to be an easy day. And literally it was, we were canceled about 10 minutes before we actually were even to go into port. Oh wow! So everyone was frantic. You could see everybody's like, oh, we're supposed to be in Stockholm. And a lot of people were upset. Crew handled it amazingly. Uh, they were definitely with a smile on, trying to help work with the customers and work with the guests. It was just a really nice experience to see because it was an unexpected. The ship, like I said, was definitely empty. So you really didn't feel crowded. I walked to the casino a few times and it was just empty, which was kind of almost scary. <laughs> Interesting. So uh, since it was so empty, uh, as far as dining and all of that, and uh, it, it was, was it pool weather this time of year up there in the, uh, northern Europe? Actually, to be honest, it was really nice and warm. Mm-hmm. When our day in Germany, it was probably about 87 degrees Fahrenheit, I think okay. is what they said it was. So it was nice and warm. I actually came back with a tan, which has shocked me. Uh, <laughs> There was, I didn't bother taking sunscreen because I figured I was going, you know, Northern Europe. Right, I, yeah. Why I need sunscreen? And it's a silly mistake because that's actually happened to me before on a cruise to Alaska. I came back with a sunburn. Nice. So I shouldn't uh, learn from that. But for the most part, the weather was awesome except for the last two days because we were trying to port into Stockholm and it was just so windy they weren't able to uh, get into actually port. And then it was raining like crazy. So that's really when you can see if, you know, because no one's out on deck, how does the ship handle inside, you know, with all these passengers? And for the most part, like I said, it was pretty easy. Cool. Run down the ports you hit and uh, which one was your favorite? So we stopped in Germany and we didn't do the Berlin tour. We did actually uh, a Friends with Dave tour through Vandermeer and Sherwin and Rostock, I think was the other little city. It was a nice tour. Uh, we did Estonia, which was my absolute favorite. I was blown away on how amazing Estonia was. We went through, did the walk around the wall, all in the old city, um, or old town as they call it. We found this vegan restaurant, which was, I think it's like number two or three in the world for the best vegan. And that food was just, going to Europe, you you usually don't think of food being one of the best things. Mm -hmm. And was blown away by the, all the meals we actually had. 
Uh, Russia, we did the ship tour, which is the best of Russia. So we did, you know, Catherine's Palace, uh, the Summer Palace, uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. So Russia, you know, everything that you think about Russia, just put it away and go see it because it really will change your view. I was very apprehensive with going. I was excited to go, but, you know, I was still nervous. And the people there were as nice as nice could be. The cities were nice and clean. It was just an amazing experience. And it was just one of those things that you could take off the bucket list. Finland uh, was, again, a kind of a rainy day, but we went in and did a walk around through the city. And then again, we were missed out on Stockholm. We were going to go to the ABBA Museum and see the Vesa ship, which uh, would have been really cool. But um, we weren't able to get in there. So what they did instead of doing a sea day, they well, it was a sea day, but they ordered us back to Copenhagen. And we spent the night in Copenhagen in the port so that you could actually get off the ship and spend some time in Copenhagen, which was great for us because we literally landed in Copenhagen at 6 p.m. And we were on the ship the following morning at 10 a.m. So we didn't get we didn't get any chance to see Copenhagen. So, like, you know, the, the captain really did turn a bad situation into a good situation. Instead of just having us float at sea, he got us back to a different port so we could still go off and do some exploring. That's awesome. You mentioned you went to Russia. Did you have to have a visa for Russia? You do. Um, the visa requirements are actually fairly easy if you book through the ship. Mm-hmm. If you book one of their tours, you get under a blanket visa. The immigration offices, when you get off the ship, are intimidating, but they are not scary in any way. Uh, It's literally like going through any kind of customs that you go through at any land border airport or anything like that. So it's not anything to be nervous about or scared about. You can do your own private tours, and you, you have to find a reputable one. And if you do they will actually take care of the visa requirements for you as well. But yes, a visa is required. Okay, interesting. So you make your way back to Copenhagen. You got in a little bit early, as you said. Uh, How was disembarkation for you? Again, having uh, been in the suite, got priority disembarkment. So literally, we got our bags, went off the ship. Uh, We actually used uh, Norwegian's bus transfer to the airport. It was very fast, efficient. We were in the airport within about an hour. We did find the airport to be a little busy because there was actually five cruise ships in at that point. So it took almost an hour to get through and probably about an hour to do our bag drop. So it was pretty hectic at the airport. Um, for anyone that's thinking of that you can do an early flight out of Copenhagen, uh-huh. I would urge not to do it. Right. I would definitely urge a mid-afternoon flight. Gotcha. Do you have any first-time tips for people who may be either A, sailing the Baltic, or B, sailing Norwegian Star? With the Baltics, make sure you take the best walking shoes and make sure they're broken in. You are walking on a lot of cobblestone. You will be walking so much that you won't believe it. I think this was the only cruise that I ate as much as I did, but actually lost weight, <laughs> um, which is really, really awkward. <laughs> you know, I, you go on a cruise to gain weight, and yeah, I lost weight on that ship. Uh, with the Star, you know what? It is an amazing ship. Don't read the reviews. Don't get turned off by them. The crew is phenomenal. Everybody has a smile on their face. Everybody wants you to have a good time. And just go and enjoy it. It's such an amazing experience seeing the Baltics. It's just one of those places that a cruise ship, you don't really think of going. And it was a great way to see a part of the world that you wouldn't see otherwise. Yeah, it sounded like a really awesome cruise. What was your favorite memory of this cruise? 
to be honest, it would probably be Estonia walking the wall. It was just, you know, this thing is probably about, I can't think, I think it's about six or 700 years old. And just walking this history and what it was used for, and it was just, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Very nice. Well, last question here is, give me your final thoughts of Norwegian Star. I would cruise it again. I, it was one of those ships that I liked the size of it. It wasn't a big ship like the Getaway or the Breakaway. So it was a little bit more intimate. The crew, again, were phenomenal. Um, we're thinking of actually when it does the Panama, it's actually the ship we'll go on. Cool. Very nice. We've been talking with Christopher. He just returned from a Baltic cruise aboard Norwegian Star out of Copenhagen. Christopher, thanks for sharing your experience and for being on the show tonight. Not always that. I really appreciate it. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.